Well, grace, greetings, church. This is Neil coming to you from my quarantined office. And I'm just doing some mic check stuff here, getting all the levels set. Looks good. Well, first I want to say uh, happy Mother's Day uh, to all the mothers out there, to the moms, to my kid's mom, Jennifer, to uh, my mother-in-law, Sandy, to my mom, uh, and uh, even to the grandmas out there and uh, the aunts. Just basically all the women. I've had a, I've had a lot of women in my life. Uh, my grandma pretty much raised me when I was young as uh, I was raised by a single mom. And uh, I have mad respect for her as she tried to do what she could to raise me uh, in San Diego, California. And so uh, my hat's off to my mom. I, I love her dearly. And um, I was not an easy kid <laughs> to raise especially in my, my teenage years, and I gave her a lot of grief. And um, so uh, I guess I'm just going on record by saying, Mom, I love you, and I'm sorry. There were times there where uh, I would call her from a foreign country, and she would not know where I was. I had traveled the world, and part of that was in search of God. And praise the Lord, uh, I was God found me. I didn't necessarily find God, but yeah, he drew me to himself and I, I had a relationship uh, with him. I got saved in Fresno, California, but it was not easy for my mom. And so uh, you could hear my testimony actually on Words to Live By. It was a radio interview done by Moody Bible College and it's a um, it's a it's an audio ministry that they have. I might be on a podcast. You could go to their website if you if you're even if you're interested. Um, basically, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I'll, I'll just give you a mini testimony. I wasn't raised in a Christian home, um, and that's no fault to my parents. They just didn't know Christ. I praise the Lord that my mom does know the Lord now. Uh, my stepdad does. Uh, my brother and sister. But we weren't raised uh, in a Christian home. It was pretty much my mom came from the 60s. So she was uh, kind of free spirit, hippie. She basically just said, you could believe whatever you want. And she did give me a Bible, though, that was instrumental in my life later on. Uh, but yeah, I did have a Christian aunt. And she uh, would send me things pertaining to the Bible for my birthday and she was super persistent in praying. So um, I thank the Lord for my aunt's influence and my grandma, too. Uh, she would um, take me to church on Easter. And I remember going to JCPenney or Sears and Roebuck and buying, buying a three-piece polyester earth tone suit for Easter. And I had no clue what was going on, but uh, I dug the duds. I liked my outfits and looking dapper for church, but honestly, I didn't know the gospel at all. So that came later on in life after about four years of traveling around and search for God. And um, it was at a little Baptist church in Fresno, California, where I would go um, soul winning with the pastor and I'd heard him give the gospel continuously. And it finally sunk in. I finally, and God 
used Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for by grace are you saved uh, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I was doing missionary work in Europe as I was living there. I knew much of the Bible at the time, but I didn't know the author. I thought I had to work and earn uh, my salvation. And so I was trying to clean up my life through effort and performance. And um, it was all based on the performance of Christ and what he had done for me, not what I was doing for him. So I got worn out and I came to the point where I, I needed to be saved. And so I called upon the name of the Lord asked him to forgive my sins and come into my heart and the living room floor of my dad's single bedroom apartment after I moved back from uh, Amsterdam, Holland. And there, uh, there it was where I got saved. And so that's just a, a brief thing. But I, I want to say this, that my mom had a tremendous influence on me. My aunt had a tremendous influence on me. My grandma had a tremendous influence on me. And I want to read to you this verse tucked away in Psalms. It's Psalm 116. I use this verse to comfort people that have lost a loved one. And I've quoted it at funerals before. But I never caught the verse after the verse I'm about ready to read. So Psalm 116 says this in verse 15. This is the one I use for uh, funeral occasions. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Now, if I'm doing someone's funeral that doesn't know the Lord, I'm not going to quote this verse. But basically, it, it's saying that someone gets a promotion that knows the Lord. Enoch walked with God and was not. The Lord took him. Moses didn't go in, didn't get, in, didn't get to go into the promised land, and he died. Um, and I... I just recall standing on Mount Nebo in the Middle East, looking over the promised land and thinking, Moses, you really wanted to go with those people? <laughs> those angry, cantankerous, murmuring, complaining people. Of course, the, the original people that left Egypt never went into the promised land, but Moses got to go be with the person of the promised land. So precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. But here's the verse that I want to connect to Mother's Day. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. Let's pray and then we'll look at uh, some thoughts from that phrase. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. Heavenly Father, I pray as we gather virtually that you would use these messages even later on, even if it's archived and uh, someone accesses however our podcast or our website, however, Lord, that they would be encouraged even down the road. But for those that are listening today, uh, well, on Sunday, the Lord's Day, uh, I pray that they'd be encouraged, and I pray that uh, people, if you have a, a living mother, that you would take the time out to let her know that you appreciate her and love her. I, I want to tell you, Lord, I thank you for my mom. I'm so glad she has a relationship with you. I thank you for my aunt and my grandma, um, and I thank you for all the, the wonderful Christian women that have ministered to me uh, through my life, and I just praise the Lord for all uh, just the Christian women and their and their influence that they have um, 
over so many people. So I just pray that you would direct us and bring us back to our church gathering place uh, soon, Lord. Um, and so, but I pray that we've been encouraged uh, as we park and pray and see each other through our windshields. But yeah, open the doors to the church soon, Lord. We want to gather and be around our fellow family uh, and friends. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, so I want to look at this verse from the angle of David's mom was acknowledged as a servant and a believer to the Lord. So it was no doubt that he's um, bringing this up under inspiration of the Holy Spirit by saying that his own mom had taught him basically the ways of the Lord. And you, I know you're reminded of this, that proverb, raise up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. And it also reminds me of a couple other verses uh, when I think about ladies in the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you. So this is Paul writing to young Timothy, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. I am persuaded that in thee also. So he had a godly mother and a godly grandmother teaching him um, the things of the Lord. And even in the same book, 2 Timothy 3.15 says this, And that from a child you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And so, man... So he had a grandma and a mom that influenced him, and as he did, as he pastored a church, and he was he was you know growing in his ministry as Paul's kind of mentoring him and uh, discipling him, and as Timothy's pastoring and ministering, he had that foundation laid by the unfeigned. That means the very feigned is the Greek word plastos where we get our english word plastic so it's the unfake it's unplastic it's the real genuine faith that was in his mom and his grandmom so i know kids take it for granted being raised in a, in a christian home i'm i'm so glad that i have the mom that i do in the background that i that i do but I also am glad that I married my wife, who comes from a Christian home. She was a pastor's kid, and her mom um, actually has a great story about getting saved out of a religious cult, uh, and that's how she moved out to California as well, uh, from back east. And um, her testimony is amazing, but um, I, I was so fortunate to marry into a um a Christian family. It's unfortunate right now that Sandy um, is struggling with her health and she's mentally not really available. And so I feel bad for my wife in that she she has a mom, but she feels like she doesn't really have her mom anymore. And so I would I would ask that you continue to pray for her. And she says to me often, she's like and I feel like you're you're my mom now, and so it's a big responsibility. I don't have the equipment it takes, but um, yeah. So so just pray for her, and it's just a reminder that you you never know when someone can take a turn for the worst. But I'm so glad that I've known Sandy um, these 
you know, 20 something years, my wife and I have been married that, um, she's just a godly woman. She's a really precious saint of the Lord. And I have mad respect for her, the way she raised her daughters. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just glad for that. But, um, I also want to, I also want to turn the, turn the corner here a little bit and bring in Proverbs 31. And I know that's pretty standard. Uh, you probably, if you were raised in a Christian home and you're a, a daughter, you're, 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 you're a Christian father or mother have probably have read this to you quite often. But Proverbs 31 verse 1 is kind of an, a flyby verse and it's kind of overlooked, but I want to check in with it. And it says this, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. The prophecy that his mother taught him. And so that's kind of cool because you have we have we have three different dudes here where their mother has had a great impact. We started with David acknowledging that his mother was a maidservant and caused him to desire to offer sacrifice of thanksgiving and to call upon the name of the Lord. I mean, King David's, could you imagine if his mother wasn't a believer and taught him in the things of the Lord? What kind of Bible would we have? I know God could, you know, work through through anyone or anything, but I'm just thinking out loud about his, the influence of his mother that's just kind of, kind of, and that's kind of the thing too. Moms, they kind of, they're the unsung heroes. They don't like the limelight typically. They're, they're just so sacrificial and behind the scenes. And man, if, the, yeah, I, I just can't be thankful enough for the way God wired um, moms. I didn't want to say this because I know it could be controversial, but first of all, I want to say God's not a man. You know, the Bible says that all over the place. God is a spirit. He's not a man. God is the spirit, but he takes on that masculine role often in the Bible as our father. But he also, he takes on roles like uh, Jesus alluded to as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. So I have gathered you. Um, and he also indicates that, see, we're made in his image and God made male and he made female and they're so unique in their, in their makeup. And you could see the fingerprint of God when you look at how women are so protective, like a, like a mother bear, the Bible talks about, or as an, as an eagle, you know, turning the, you know, the, the eaglets out of the nest, there's so many pictures of, of God taking on, uh, I don't, you know, I know this is going to be offensive to somebody, but he, he's not feminine and he's not masculine, but he made the masculine and he made the feminine. So the characteristics you see in your mom, your aunt, your grandma, all these wonderful things that are not, uh, cognitive or intuitive or innate into the male design, they both come from God. And so I loved our love and respect series. You know, the, the men are pictured as blue. The women are pictured as pink. And together, uh, when the two become one, we're purple. And so it's almost like God takes a, he, he's more blue in the Bible, but he's, also purple in the sense that he made he made women 
And so all of those characteristics that you see um, uh, are from just the handiwork of God. And so Proverbs 31, the words of King Lemuel, he says, um, the prophecy that your mother taught you. And I want to, let's look at what, what she taught him. She taught him about women. She taught him about, you know, what, what a godly wife and mother looks like. And so I'm just going to conclude with what he was taught. And so even though it's familiar, let's just revisit it. Proverbs 31 verse 10, who could find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so she will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. And I pray this the Lord for my wife. She's so awesome and she does such a great job. Um, and so, I, yeah, I just praise the Lord for her. She's so smart and talented. Um, and she does it both too. She works and she, and she's a mom. And so, um, again, not, she doesn't complain. She just does it. And I know a lot of women out there that, that do that as well. And so mad respect to that. Verse 14, she is like merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. I bet my wife wishes we had maidservants. Uh, she considers a field and buys it um, from her profits. She plants a vineyard. I wish we could buy a field and a vineyard. That'd be cool. Um, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to um, the the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. I'm in verse 21 of Proverbs 31. She is not afraid of snow for her household. And I thank the Lord we don't live in the snow anymore. Um, we're glad to be back home. For all of her household is clothed with scarlet. Um, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. My wife gets most of her stuff from Amazon. And so that's interesting. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes uh, linen garments and sells them. She supplies sashes for the merchants. She's industrious. She, you know, the, the Bible doesn't have an oppressed view of women at all. That's That's been taken out of context. That's come from culture, uh, but not Christ. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. I, I learn a lot um, from my wife. Um, I've learned a lot from my aunt uh, over the years. I quote her often as she's told me little things. Uh, one I quote often is the devil pushes and the Lord leads. And I've kind of used that as kind of a litmus test in hearing the voice of God and a lot of different big decision making that came from my aunt. And so, um, verse 27 says she watches over the ways of her household and she does not eat the bread of idleness. And, um, yeah, ladies, I'm just so, you're so admirable the way God rigged you and wired you. It's just so admirable. A lot of dudes are, you know, they, uh, mad respect to the guys too. You know, this isn't a father's day message or a message for husbands, 
But, you know, if you just watch modern media, the man is depicted as the idiot, the couch potato. He can't change a tire. He can't do anything. And the women do it all. But, you know, there's truth to that. The women do do it all. But the men don't need to, you know, take advantage of that, I guess is what I'm saying. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears and loves the Lord, she shall be praised. And I want to bring your attention back to 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. You know, I think when it's all said and done, we started with Psalm 116, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I think when it's all said and done, when we go home to be with the Lord, if you did raise your children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, no matter what decisions they make, you were a good steward of that responsibility that God gave you as a Christian mother, then praise the Lord for that. It's all you could do. And I think in the long run, there's this unconditional love that mothers have for their, their kids. It, it's, <laughs> you could be in prison and your mom will still say, oh, he just has a good heart. And you could be Jeffrey Dahmer or you could be, I don't know what Adolf Hitler's mom said, but I mean, there's just this unconditional love that a mom would say, you know, looking through the glass uh, window or the bars uh, of a prison visiting her son with tears in her eyes saying, I, I, I know you have a good heart, honey. I know you could do better. I, and they just believe in you and uh, they're always there for you. It's just, that's from God. That is such a God-like quality that a lot of men lack in our conditional kind of performance-based acceptance. When the, the mothers don't have it. They're just so unconditional. And I think if you continue down that road, faithfully teaching your kids and your grandkids and your nephews and nieces, aunts, this is for you too. If you continually have a godly influence on them, these kids will call you blessed. As I'm saying, even with tears in my eyes, actually, <laughs> that, that, my mom's blessed. My grandma's blessed. My aunt is blessed. I just have been surrounded by blessed women. And um, I don't want to take that for granted. Church, I love you. We're going to get through all this uh, corona craziness. But I just want to conclude by saying this. Thank you to all the wonderful mothers and women who love God and love their children. We will get through this. And to every mom out there teaching their kids, keeping them fed, safe, and spiritually healthy, you are the real heroes, honestly. And we don't need this day, Mother's Day, to be reminded of that. We should be reminded of that always. Well, grace and peace, church. You're loved. You're God's always being a loved child. And I can't wait to get back uh, in a normal gathering situation soon. Grace and peace to you all. Bye.